Yeah, we're going to be dealing with some stuff today. Okay. Uh, hi, everybody. Welcome to the LZ Sports Show. I am your host, Mark Adam, and uh, I, I don't know if you can hear that, but I'm joined by uh, Mr. Keith McKnight and his neighbors. Um, he's... Uh, <laughs> Hold on. Let me bring him up. There he is. Mr. Keith McKnight, how are you doing, sir? Good. How are you, Mark? Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Your neighbors are uh, banging on the walls. Hopefully, that's construction and not, you know, a really fun Saturday morning. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, keep it family friendly over there, would you, neighbors? Gosh. Uh, but we also, I don't know if y'all are aware, uh, but we normally have this this guy on. Uh, this guy is Mister Zoner, Neutral Zoner, redditor and friend of the LZ Sports Show. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, thank you. Excellent. Morning, man. Morning. Yeah, good morning. Um, morning. Very, very excited to have you on today. And hopefully we're not getting any of that uh, ridiculous echo. If we are, let us know in the chat box, folks. I'm just going to do some previewing <coughs> stuff. But I'm also going to welcome this brand new guest to the show. Uh, never mind. He's not there. He froze. He went away again. Bye, Carrie. Uh, yeah, so Carrie Bilkowski was supposed to be with us today. Uh, musician here in Winnipeg, a real good guy, uh, photographer. He's he's an insanely good musician, let me tell you. But uh, we we will if he jumps back in, we'll get him on. If not, he will join us in the chat. I am sure. So uh, welcome everyone to this uh, this wonderful show we've got going on. Normally, this is where the guy would be. See, oh, there he is. He's back. Carrie, how are you? Am I back? You're back. Oh, delightful. Yes. Hello so there. again, this is Hello. Carrie Bilkowski, everyone, musician and photographer here locally in town. So Hi, thanks so much for having me well, on. Hopefully I don't disappear again. Yeah, so okay. No, sorry. I just wanted to make sure that you're actually back and it's working. It's okay. So, uh tech stuff aside, having a bunch of guests on your show isn't as easy as it sounds. I know it sounds really easy to just put this thing together and and whip it up, but uh but but let me tell you, um it's not. <laughs> I'm just going to no, just going to leave not. it with that. Uh so uh, thank you for joining us, Carrie. I normally, for those that have been watching and listening to the audio podcast, because there's a podcast version now, uh, Mr. Bilkowski has joined us in the chat and sort of hung out with us and, and asked questions and thrown his opinion around, which I appreciate. But uh, uh, while Keith's neighbors complete their construction project, we're going to hear a word from our sponsor, uh, from, uh, Aquatech Pool Spa and Bath. We will be back in about 30 seconds. Make your house a better place to come home to with Aquatech Pool, Spa, and Bath. We've been delivering complete customer satisfaction for over 40 years. Whether it's a fully completed backyard escape, a completely renovated bathroom, or a premium upgrade on outdoor furniture, Aquatech is the only name you need to know. That's because if it's an Aquatech job, it's an Aquatech team working on it. No outsourcing, no subcontractors. We do it all. Visit our one-of-a-kind showroom today at 1065 Dougal Road. Aquatech Pool, Spa, and Bath. We create better places to come home to. Welcome back. Thank you uh, to our sponsor, Aquatech Pool Spa and Bath. We appreciate them greatly. 
we are going to just jump right into it. Let's review the game stats first, shall we? So uh, I've brought them up on the screen for those watching, for those listening to the audio podcast. I will go through them. Uh, that is not the right sheet. Never mind. They're not. That's the Oilers game. We're not going to deal with that today. Uh I'll see about getting those stats up in a second. But why don't we jump to uh, Keith McKnight. Tell me, please, who you thought the player of the game was, a positive from last night's Jets match in Montreal. Trevor Lewis. G- good answer. Got more for us? Yeah, definitely go with him. And, you know, he was the one with the, a lot of veteran presence on this Montreal team. And you saw him inflict a type of mode for the Winnipeg Jets yesterday. That, you know, he's just like, hey, boys, we really got to get this going. We got to get get out of this slump. You know, he's taking it very seriously. You notice him, you know, take his experience from, you know, his days in Los Angeles, come out with the Winnipeg Jets yesterday. But unfortunately, uh, it wasn't enough to close out, to hold off the Montreal Canadiens last night. But I'm still going to hang to Trevor Lewis there for last night. How about you, Mark? Uh, I'm actually going to pass that, pass the buck here. Let's get our guest while we still have him before he, uh, uh, before okay. he disappears. Uh, let's get, let's get him involved here. So Mr. Kerry Bilkowski, would you tell us what you think, uh, who your, who your player of the game Absolutely. was? Uh, I mean, Trevor Lewis is a, is a great pick. Uh, my player of the game was Pierre-Luc Dubois. I think, you know, he, May have not shown himself on the score sheet, but he was working hard against the boards. He's really one of the only players who seem to be working the transition game well and getting us into the offensive zone and setting things up. Controlling uh, the past, just haven't completely disappeared. But I see a spark in his game that I don't think you're getting from a lot of our other players right now. That's very, very fair. And uh, let's throw it over to Zoner here. Go ahead. Well, I think the best jet last night was Yoel Armia. Oh. I know he's not with the team anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but he was all over the ice. He made a huge impact. He created three goals, though he was only credited with one goal and zero assists. Uh, if I need to pick someone off the current roster, um, Lewis is this nice, safe pick, and he's been very consistently good for the last, well, over a month now. Uh, but if I'm going to pick someone different, I really like Neil Pionk. He, 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 again, has been consistently good for the last month, made a lot of smart plays. He's really good at shielding the puck with his body and defensively, even though he's not a big guy, he's good at bodying guys off the puck. He's, he does a lot of little things well, but he does the flashy things well too. So he's very noticeable on the ice. Yeah. I, I, I'm a big Pionk fan. I've, I don't think uh, I've been shy about saying that in the past. But, uh, yeah, I think that's a, that's a good choice. Lewis is the obvious go-to. He was on fire last night. He was sort of everywhere that the Jets needed him to be, and even some places they didn't. The problem is that in the third period, everybody stopped playing the game for some reason, and they they walk away with an L again. That's six in a row. There's a big, big slump in Winnipeg right now. How can the Jets recover? Because they just lost to Montreal, who's a struggling team. And that, that I mean, 3-7-1, seven, seven or 3-7-0, oh, sorry, in our last 10, the Jets, right now. And Montreal is not just a struggling team. They're missing their number one defenseman. They're missing their starting goalie. 
and they're missing their entire second line. Yeah. So if any game should have been a therapeutic gimme kind of game, this should have been it. Yeah, especially coming off what? that, that terrible homestand, going over yeah. all of them on the, at home. It was, uh, it was rough. So I don't know. Big funk in Winnipeg. Now, sorry, continue. Zoner, you got something else there? I was going to say, it's a good question. How do you get out of mm. this? Yeah. Well, go uh, I've got some thoughts if, uh, if you uh, gentlemen would indulge Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, please do. I, I think first and foremost, we've got to shuffle our top six forwards. I do not think the lineups that we're using right now are working. Like, I, I love Andrew Kopp. I think he's one of my favorite players on the Jets. I don't think he's a, a top-line offensive player, though. I think he plays great in that third-line position where he's a shutdown guy and occasionally breaks out and, and has some offensive uh, uh, skill. But as is, you know, our, our top line has been pretty gross. Uh, Shifley, he's not moving his feet. And, uh, well, yeah, I mean, again, Appleton also a player I really like to watch play. I don't think he's a top liner. I, I'd like to see Pierre-Luc Dubois get out of that. Um, you know, bottom six. But Matthew Perot also get a little bit more of a chance. He's one of those guys who always has a spark and things aren't happening for us. Uh, also, we need to shuffle in some defense from uh, maybe our, our scratches and our tactics. Squad. I don't know why we've got a big force like Logan Stanley, who has one of the best plus minuses on our team, sitting on the bench, not not playing in these games, you know. He's exactly what we need. We need to move people out from in front of Hellebuck. We need to get a spark going, get some shots through from the point. All these things that, you know, a guy like Stanley can do. Someone like Cooper to the blue line. Where are they? We're, we're sitting on, you know, uh, a Tucker Poolman and a Morrissey, who neither of which have been looking great, and they're our top D guys in there getting all the minutes and, and to me it doesn't make sense and I know Paul Maurice you know he has master plans and sometimes we don't really see it but come on man <laughs> obviously whatever you're doing isn't working shuffle it up roll the dice a little bit yeah I, there's there's got to be some mix up there yeah I agree with Carrie there if I can just jump sure. in for a second you know he's a coach who's very shy about changing things up and I you know as cliches it sounds bringing out the blender and switching it up and like you said, it's not working what they're doing right now, and something needs to give here. And it's just you know you got to you got to respect what's happening and you know accept it, right? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, for those watching the live feed, I've just thrown up the quad box for the very first time ever because we have two guests on today. So uh, love 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 to have love to have you here. Your opinions, obviously, as we're hearing right now, actually have some validity. You're not here just as a joke. We're here as friends. We're not pros. We got a uh, musician down there. I myself am a musician and like a career bartender that's finally retired from the industry. And Keith McKnight is a, a sports enthusiast, but uh, also not like a professional sports guy. And uh, we found neutral zoners somewhere on the internet. I don't know. So like, you know, we're, we're just guys having fun. So if, if you want to join us, you can chat in our chat box uh, via Facebook youtube or twitch and those those things will show up we have the uh this 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 blue void here that you can fill and it'll populate with all your thoughts if you throw them in the chat 
We'd love to hear from you. That's where we found Carrie Bukowski, fan of the show, friend of the show, and and now guest on the show. So uh, do do uh, go ahead and throw your name, uh, throw throw your comments out there. We want to hear from you. Want to know what your thoughts are? The Jets are really struggling right now. Uh, and who would you say? Who would you say was the best? Uh, obviously, we threw out Neil Pionk already. Who was the best defenseman last night for the Jets? Because they really struggled against uh, Toronto and Edmonton. So uh, let's throw it to, to Keith first. For the defenseman, well, let's see what Zoner has to say. He's been quiet for a little bit there. I think it was only Pionk playing defense <laughs> on the Jets. I don't, there weren't very many highlights yesterday. Um, well, okay. So besides him, Jamie Ben had limited minutes. He didn't have any fans on the internet there, but he, play, he does what he does, which is he's very stable, steady. He controls the puck. He doesn't make any fancy passes, but he's got a big body. He, he, he plays the front of the net well. Mm-hmm. He's not going to win any foot races, but he seems to have, he's a veteran. He seems to no limitations. He doesn't go too far out of his comfort zone. And he's not going to win championship, but it provides a little bit of stability when he's on the ice and gives looks good out there you know he, he seems to bring a little bit of puck movement and smart defensive play uh i really liked Lynn Mello yesterday and i don't always say that you know he, he has ups and downs but he made some really smart outlet passes he was crashing the net you know doing things that our offensive guys didn't seem to want to do um and, and i think he was overall pretty responsible with the puck so uh, he, he would be me my uh, top defender yesterday Right on. Uh, and Keith, you want to chime in with anything else? Yeah, for sure. I'm going to have to go with Pionk as well. Yeah. I mean, he was head and shoulders, the best defenseman out there. I really think he should be the guy that chases a guy like Connor McDavid. I really don't think that, as we discussed in the show, I've said before, I don't think Pionk, or sorry, I don't think Pullman can handle McDavid. There's just the raw speed. There's just no, yeah, you got a big guy. He's, he's defensively minded. He's smart. But he's getting exposed on his inability to to pivot to to change speeds. Like Connor McDavid is before he before you know he's moving, he's behind you. And I, I you know I just don't think Pullman's the guy that should be behind him. He's really struggling with that. And knowing that that's probably our first round playoff match, if we can start winning some games and actually make the playoffs, uh, conceivably we could lose all our games and still make the playoffs. That's not the goal here, but. Uh, but I mean, we we may end up playing altogether. Likely, we're playing the Oilers in the first round. So McDavid is the big concern. We don't get to see them again all year. So we have to figure out how can we judge who's going to be playing against these monster superstars in Drysaddle and McDavid by watching them play against other teams who don't have guys like that. So it's going to be a really rough road to the playoffs for the Jets, I think. Um, so, uh, yeah, the the game last night. Five three. I did finally, however, get the uh, the game stats. I think to work, and they I think they showed up accidentally while Mister Kerry Bilkowski was talking earlier. But let's throw up the game stats here and talk about that because we got uh, five three thirty five shots for the Canadians, only twenty two for the Jets. Another example of them winning in the faceoff circle and losing the game. Fifty nine percent 
for the Jets in the face-off circle. But again, every single time that they seem to win in the face-off circle, they lose the game. I don't we've we've talked about it every single time they lose. We look at the face-offs, they win in the face-off circle but lose the game. I don't understand what the correlation is. So I'm 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 at a loss. Uh does anybody have any sort of thoughts on why I mean we've never asked Carrie. I know I've had Zoner on before and Keith's always here when we talk about that, but what what is the correlation between face-off winning and game losing? Uh I don't know that there's necessarily a uh a, a correlation that is that is direct that you can sort of track. Uh it's frustrating though because normally you know you see things like home games and winning faceoffs and those are the kind of stats that directly impact whether you're going to win or lose a hockey game and it just doesn't seem to match up with us and, and I, I wish I had any sort of explanation for it other than we're just have some sort of curse on us yeah I, maybe it is a curse I don't even know that's, that's the most logical scientific answer for, that there, there is for this <laughs> like, it's the voodoo curse yeah exactly I, I don't know I don't know either like I think it seems like the Jets feel happier chasing the puck than having it, right? And maybe this goes back to the earlier years when they were a big, big fast, physical team that was great in the forecheck, and um, they're just used to playing that way. Even though their personnel has changed, they're not—they don't have the people to play that style anymore. But they're still playing it. Yeah, and there, there does seem to. So go, I was just going to jump to the, the score sheet and say, you know, we got Trevor Lewis who. I mean, he's got what four goals on the year, and two of them are today. So, uh, and he's like the two goals he scored before were shorthanders. So he's finally got some five on five goals going for him, and they but they both happened today. I've got the score sheet on the screen for those that can see it. Uh, <laughs> for those watching on the pod or listening to, through the podcast, the audio version, it is uh, not a pretty picture. Nick Suzuki. Ends up with three points on the night, two goals and an assist. Yoel Armia with a goal, Letkin in with a goal, uh, Deneau and Perry with assists, and uh, there were a couple other Montreal Canadiens that ended up with assists as well. Um, I do like seeing Harkin's name on the score sheet. I like that he got the assist. DeMello getting on the score sheet. Uh, I mentioned last game that he, I thought he had a really good game where I normally don't say nice things about DeMello. I don't, I don't normally like crap on him, but he's usually the weakest link in the back uh, for us. Um, in my opinion, the, just watching the way he plays and the mistakes he makes and the, the results thereof. Um, but, you know, I thought he had a, a halfway decent game last night as far as the offensive side goes. But uh, as you mentioned earlier there, Zoner, he didn't really show up on the defensive end. Uh, but no, nobody did other than Pionk, it turns out. So so that's where we're at right now. Um, thoughts on on the score sheet, Hellebuck's .882 save percentage, all that. Anybody want to chime in? Not a very good game for him last night. Doesn't re- he's not really playing like the Vesna Trophy recipient and repeat recipient as well that I was stating that he did play in the last couple. Of, I don't know, probably like the last, not these last ten, but the previous like fifteen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's uh, kind of discouraging right now. I yeah. yeah. I know you guys talked about it before, but I think he needs a break. He's maybe just mentally, if not physically. Yes. It's not like he lost the game, but he didn't help win it either. Like there were the goals he had in tough to blame him, but 
when he's on on form, he'd be stopping one of those. Yeah, he, and something's something's off with I, him. I agree. I think resting him, going one for one with Laurent Bossois to the end of the season, just one game off, game on, game off, game on, game off. I think do that. Give him give him some time to just sort of like shake it off. Keep keep playing games, but like give him some rest time. Get Laurent Brassois some actual play time. And I know Carrie, uh, you had said uh, in the chat on a previous episode, you didn't agree with resting him. You just thought that he needed the team in front of him to play better. Uh, do you do you really think? Are you, are you sticking with your guns? You don't think that resting him is going to help at all, or or have you sort of reevaluated? Uh, no. I'm going to back out of my previous statements <laughs> saying that we don't need to rest uh, Hellebuck. Uh, I think we're so used to him bailing us out of games. And, you know, we have defensive lapses, but he still manages to just make these incredible standing on his head saves and and keep us in the games. When he doesn't do that, he looks like a bad goalie, even though in reality we're kind of letting him down. Uh, but ultimately, yeah, I mean, Laurent Brassois is one of the best backups in the game. We should be getting him out there and getting him some minutes and getting him playoff ready because we know Hellebuck's not going to be able to handle every single game going forward. Yeah, and it's it's unfortunate because he has played so well as as Keith alluded to early in the season. He was looking just like the Vezina Trophy winner we know and love, and the last ten has been a real rough go for all Jets, but. Uh, when you expose your goalie as much as the Jets tend to do, eventually he's going to have a little bit of burnout, and he's going to have one of those one of those days or weeks or whatever. You end up with a slump from a guy who is the backbone of your team, and with with Lowry out as well and Ehlers out, you're not getting help on the front end. So that that back end pressure really really matters now. So I think resting Hellebuck isn't a sign that you think he's weak. I think it's being smart, getting your backup just as much uh, ready as your your starter, and then hoping you don't need the backup come playoff time when hopefully Nikolai Ehlers is back and hopefully you see Lowry at 100% and, 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 right? You got all these little pieces that are sort of floating around, broken off, and uh, putting it back together isn't as easy as just fixing your goalie. It's, there, there's more to it than that, uh, but... I mean, it has to start somewhere, right? Oh, we lost Carrie. Yes, it, it certainly does have to start somewhere. And I'm not sure what's going on with this team. It's uh, it makes you t- there's like a dark cloud looming over the sky here in Winnipeg. It's almost like there's a big cloud looming over this Winnipeg. And with a type of momentum, momentum you want to get. Oh, we, we're losing you there, sir. Just keep playing like this. We're we're losing we're losing uh, Keith. Oh, yeah, you're you're uh, you you turned all choppy when when Kerry left. It messed some stuff up. Now Kerry's back. I think we're okay. I, I, I'm so sorry, I've got uh, gremlins in my internet pipes today. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, uh, <laughs> it is what it is. This is this is the the world of live streaming. It just it is what it is. So uh, whether you're watching on uh, YouTube, Facebook, or Twitch. Let us know your thoughts in the comments. Make fun of us. That's totally cool. Uh, we're we're easy here. We're easy going. But uh, I'm glad you made it back. Oh, there it goes. Now we lost Keith's visuals, but I'm sure he's still with us in spirit. So, yeah, technical difficulties, they run deep. They run deep. 
but we uh we will prevail. We will we will power through. Uh I uh let's see if I can just bring that up. Oh, that's the chat box. No, that's still neutral zoner. All right. <laughs> I got all the wrong boxes set up. It doesn't matter. We're just going to keep talking. The audio will sort itself <laughs> out. The video is just bonus, hey? So let's just keep talking Jets. Um, did anybody – I'm going to throw it out to the, the panel here. Did anyone find anything that was super noteworthy in the game? Because I got to be honest, I was watching it, but it was it's also – it was my girlfriend's birthday yesterday, and so – it was like one eye on the TV, one eye on her. And uh, so I was, I, it's, oh, we got a comment in the uh, the chat box here. I'm sure she appreciated that. I'm, well, yeah, she appreciated me paying attention, I suppose. But uh, we got a comment in the chat box here uh, from Simon Lung, if I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, we were overplaying Hellebuck, pretty much locked into our playoff opponent, should give Brassois some starts. Yeah, see? See somebody, you you get it, Simon. You get it. Yeah, I appreciate you. Welcome to the show. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, anybody that agrees with me, I'm just like, yeah, welcome. Yeah, I love you. Uh, but yeah, so he agrees. We're overplaying Hellebuck. He, I think, hasn't he played the most of any starter this year? Uh, last week, I think during a broadcast, they said he stopped the most shots. Like he's faced well, the most yeah, shots. Well, yeah, when they give center. up. Every, over so, 30 every single game. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, so even if it's not the most games, he's definitely faced the most rubber, and he's, he's shell-shocked right now. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we had Keith back there for a second, but uh, he's he's now gone. Let's just jump over. Uh, Mr. Bilkowski, how are you doing, sir? I am uh, I'm doing was great. It, was there something that you really noticed in last night's game that sort of stood out for you said you took some notes i'm i'm actually very impressed we never have guests take notes this is great i usually take notes just so i can yell at my girlfriend about them the next day That's but fair. uh it's nice to have a forum for <laughs> it um you know i i really like the play of uh christian Veselinen. i think he looked sharp and he had a spark and and um moved the puck well and was hustling and, you know, I, I've heard the Jets after all of these losses say we need to look to our leadership and we need to the guys with letters on their jerseys to step up and, and, you know, be the guys. But to me, it's been the younger players. It's been the the third and fourth liners who are really sort of holding us together here. So I'd like to see more from them. I'd like to see Jensen Harkins and uh, and and Christian Veselainen getting more minutes, at least until we get Lowry back and and hopefully we get Ehlers back going into the playoffs. And uh, hopefully, you know, we can get a spark from them because it's, the spark's not coming from Wheeler and it's not coming from uh, Shifley right now and it's not coming from Morrissey. So, you know, someone's yeah. got to step up. Yeah. Uh your best players have to be your best players. They, they haven't been for a while now. Um, yeah. I mean, Ehlers was their best player by far, and it's his absence is really noticeable right now. Um, this is the time when the leaders should be up there, right? So, like, stepping up there. And um, I still think Shifley's hurt. So when you asked me what did I notice, um, he wasn't knocked down that much yesterday. I think maybe he got, like, two hits. And both times, it took forever to get up. 
And it's not just because he's mad or like like one time. Oh, we were you chopped out one time. He sorry, Zoner, you, you you're cutting out there. Uh, let's jump back to you said uh, one time he he got off the bench though or something. down within reach. Like usually he's healthy. Bouncing dealing with something, a groin pull or something that this inhibits his mobility. He doesn't seem to have that you know, stride when you're starting from a stop. He doesn't seem to have that anymore. He doesn't seem to change directions quickly anymore, like unless it's absolutely have to. Like there was once where he had to put on the brakes and he did it, but after that he kind of gingerly went straight to the bench. So I'm 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 still thinking he's hurt. I I there is something up with him. I think he's hurt too, and uh, I know that since Keith is back, let's get him back in here. Um, uh, well, we can't hear you. Are you talking? No, we lost his voice. We can see him. We just can't hear him. Uh, but but he was there. Hello? He is there. He is. So uh, we'll we'll throw it to you real quick, uh, sir. Um, yes, we agree with what Zoner was saying. There, their best players haven't been their best players, and Gary said. You know, you're not getting that spark from Morsi. And I was just like, you know what? Morsi used to be a really, like, because you're not hearing about Perot who always has a spark. Morsi used to be one of these electric kind of guys. I think, no disrespect to him about having an A on his jersey. I just think that might have a lot to do with it. Like, I'm not trying to take away saying he doesn't deserve to have it. But maybe it just, it's it's impacting his game. And what Zoner said there, like, their best players haven't been their best players. Like, you can't really get around it. Like, Mark Shifley hasn't been playing the best hockey that he has been. And I almost got my butt kicked one day in Winnipeg when I said to somebody that we should trade Shifley. So, <laughs> like, the, the city loves him. They really have sold out to this guy. And, you know, it's been 10 years that we've been waiting for him to really turn a tide here. And I don't know. Now that um, Mark says that he might be hurt, maybe there's something that they're not yeah, telling Yeah, and us. I, I know you had said uh, that you 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 knew you thought there was something maybe going on with him mentally or he had some sort of altercation between a coach or something like that, but I just, I don't yes. see him acting out this way. Like, I just, I don't think he's a large child. I think as much as he looks like a kid, that's, you know, half the reason they call him Bambi. The other half is he doesn't know where his feet are half the time. But, yeah. but like, he... He's just not skating the same way. And as as Zoner pointed out, like he's slow to get up when he goes down. He's slow to get off the ice. He's just he's just not moving like himself. So it's I don't know what's going on with the guy, but it's 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 rough. I think we can all agree something's going on. I mean, I I clocked him not moving, like not moving his feet at all, like three or four times in the game yesterday. And that's unforgivable going into playoff hockey. Like, you, you guys have to be hustling. That is a great word, unforgivable. Unforgivable from Mark Scheifele. Because he's on a pedestal of, like, you know, Jonathan Taze and all those other types of superstar players. And, you know, maybe, like, I don't know, the professional athletes to me, oh, sorry, not to me, but one of our good friends of the show, uh, Dr. Avinash Kumar, actually from Coon Rapids, Minnesota, says that, you know, you have a three to five year window span to get the best out of the best out of an athlete. And to really attest to that, I'm going to bring up this card here that they made for Jonathan Taze when he got his, uh, 
Lord Stanley Cup there. And it says 2010, 2013, 2015. So they literally got, <clears throat> excuse me, everything they could have got out of Jonathan Tays within that five-year window span when he became an elite player, came into the league around, what was it, 05 or 06, and then they developed him, and then they got him, and then boom, here it is. Now, I'm not saying using the words career, tail end of his career in a bad way, but he is like kind of on his way out of the league now with a couple more years left to play. But they they got exactly what they needed, and why are we still waiting to get the best out of Mark Scheifele 10 years later? I think we've got it, but he's just yeah, hurt. I like. He was he, he he was lighting it up before this uh, about a month ago, right? Was he not yeah. on that fifteen game point streak? Yeah, and getting yeah. a lot of assists, like just because he's he not scoring great. as much. Sorry, uh, Kerry, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, uh, you know, he looked great, and then he started to fall off, and and we saw him get benched basically through an entire period, um, and you know, we kind of all assumed like, okay, well, he's just not hustling, and he's gonna come back from this and come out swinging. But he just didn't, you know, he maybe looked good for a couple periods after that and then has fallen back yeah. into this sort of lackadaisical style of hockey that uh, it's not sustainable, especially when everyone's relying on you. You know, our big goal scorers, our big point getters right now are not getting points like mm -hmm. Mark Scheifele and where's Kyle Connor? Where where's Kyle yeah. Connor? Yeah, I yeah, I'd have to agree with Mark about the Shifley part. It's not in his DNA to sulk. With Connor, I saw him a little bit here and there, but he's I don't know. I they they even mentioned that he's only been averaging one shot per game the last three games. So he's that's not that's not typical and of him. He, no one. Yeah. He may be asked. He he was maybe asked to do something different because they need him. They, they need some players to do some of these other things that Lowry or Ehlers would normally be doing. A little more playmaking, a little less shooting uh, on Ehlers' end, um, although he's scoring goals too. But, he, you know, th those that wide-open playmaking doesn't exist without Ehlers. And then you've got a, a real gritty guy that's out of the lineup in Adam Lowry that's kind of a staple of your team. Like, it's... So you, you when you when you need that that line to go out there and shake somebody's tree, you send out Lowry, right? And we don't have that right now. So maybe Connor has been asked to sort of adjust, and maybe that's why we're not seeing as many shots. Uh, I thought he's been playing pretty well, but I I hadn't noticed the shots thing until you just mentioned it there, Zoner. Mm -hmm. And the last piece of the puzzle, the captain. I I don't know if you caught the, the post game interviews after, but. Oh, he he looked listless. He he looked like he was in severe depression. Um, I I don't know that. Usually, when he's up there after a loss, he's he usually looks kind of angry and defiant. But the last couple of games, he looks like the life's out of him. I I don't know. Like in terms of the game itself, though, he seems to be getting better as each game goes on. Like uh, his passing still seems off to me, but I I don't know. I think. Maybe he's just 34 years old and time's <laughs> catching up. He's just not the same wheeler from 27, 17, 18. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. He's going to have to adjust his game. Yeah. But I uh, I don't know. The Jets are the Jets are in a lot of trouble. Um, let's have a quick look at the playoff picture, if I can get that to work properly. Let's have a look. Does this work? Do we see it? I think we do. Yay! Excellent. Um, so – uh, Zoner, uh, tell us thoughts of, uh, 
thoughts on what's what's going on here, Zoner? In in the standings, we got Toronto in first place uh, with sixty nine points. Edmonton was sixty, so nine points behind Toronto with only two games in hand. Edmonton, or sorry, Winnipeg has fifty games played, so Edmonton also has two games in hand on us, but we're at fifty seven points. Montreal sitting at fifty three points with forty nine games played, so a game in hand on us. Four points behind us. Uh, Zoner first. What are your thoughts on the on the uh, the playoff picture right now in the Scotia North Division? What a difference a week or two makes, eh? I think two weeks ago we we're talking about oh we're catching the Leafs, we're catching the Leafs, and now we're trying to hold off the Canadians for third place. It's scary to see just how close they are. Four points. That's that's insane. Um, really, the Jets' number one goal is just to stay in third like like don't don't lose any more ground try to find advantage really doesn't seem to make a difference anymore this year if anything it's a disadvantage just looking at their the record uh, away home versus away uh, but no that's just this is the time to go just rediscover your game is and, and hold off the canadians the canadians aren't doing so great either so that's that's a, a that's a bonus but um yeah, four points away. That's a little too close for comfort. Yeah, I agree. I'm not. I'm not so concerned about chasing Edmonton anymore. It's just stay in third and, and sort yourselves out. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, so we've gone over all of the things that I really could think about about the game last night. Um, looking at the division, uh, yeah, th- this it's. It's just so rough. Is there is there any concern on anyone else's head? We'll start with Carrie. Do do you think the Jets are going to make the playoffs? Uh, I think we're going to make the playoffs. I mean, it's concerning looking at uh, at the standings there that we are the worst team in the in the Scotiabank North Division over the last ten games. That we have fewer points than everyone, and that includes just a dismal Ottawa Senators team. And a Vancouver Canucks team that's been ravaged by COVID and can't seem to sort of string anything together, they're still putting up more points than us, and that's terrifying. Um, I, I... Nope. well, uh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> that that gives me a, a reason to talk about uh, the the chat box here and Simon Lung uh, chiming in uh, saying they need to make sure, or sorry, they need to make sure to stay healthy. So I think he was just adding on to, to, to what we were talking about there. The the healthy thing is a big deal. We've seen what injuries can do between Captain Wheeler being out, between being, you know, having Ehlers out and, and having uh, uh, Lowry out. Like these injuries are a big deal to this lineup. Every player we have is a very good player and a huge part of the team. So – Getting those pieces healthy is important. He also adds, Mr. Simon, uh, from the from the YouTube chat, he says they are slumping at the worst time, which I agree, but Calgary, Vancouver, and Ottawa are too far behind. Fair enough. So we're probably safe. That said, Montreal is flirting with disaster. Calgary is four points behind – no, five points behind Montreal. Uh and they have seven games left each. So that 
Cal, you want to say Calgary's, you know, they're too far behind, but they could catch, uh, they could catch Montreal. And if the Jets aren't careful with seven games, that's 14 points. If the Jets lose out, we actually could end up behind Calgary. And so, I mean, mathematically, we are not locked into the playoffs yet. That's why there's no X beside the name when I bring up those stats. Uh, the stats are like the X beside Toronto there means they have clinched a playoff spot. We have not. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a long way, a long way to go, yeah. and a very oh. short road. Yeah, I think they should. I think they should almost treat this almost like training camp. Like, like let's sort out the kinks and figure out what systems you're playing and get everyone on the same page because it doesn't. They don't. They don't feel very together right now. They absolutely do not. They're getting by. They're getting by with a lot of individual efforts. Exactly, and that's problematic. You definitely don't want to be going into the playoffs with with an an individual trying to push things. Um, same as I talked about last episode, running on a hot goalie alone, you're not going to win the playoffs. You're not, you're not going to win a championship that way. No. Um, Kerry Bukowski t- typing in the chat, even though he's we've got him back here. Uh, n- Oh, my back. back? Yeah. Great. Well, I, I can just say it out loud then. Let's <laughs> let's try some stuff. Like uh, Zoner yeah. was just saying, like now's the time to treat it like training camp. Like bring in some of those taxi squad guys and get them some minutes in the NHL and l- give them a chance to, to bring something to the team because we're going to need that depth come the playoffs if we stand any chance of getting out of the first round. Let's let's try something. What, what do we have to yeah. lose? And I agree with you that uh, Veselainen has has looked pretty good in his limited playing time. Like maybe give him a little bit more of a role on, on this team, just, just to test things out. Like, can he do it? Can he stick around in the NHL? Even though he's yes, he's young, but he's big. He's got fresh legs. Let's let's give him a try. Yeah, I'm I'm all about it. Uh, I I think now, like like you guys are saying right now, now is the time to try new things. Direct quote from Kerry Bilkowski, as you see in the chat. Uh, but he's. <laughs> You know, he's. You, you guys are very right, Zoner. I, I really, I, I'm with you there. I think that why, why not treat it like training camp? Why not treat it like a preseason situation where all you really need to get is, as uh, Simon pointed out, Calgary can get sixty point, sixty one points max if they, if they win out. Right. We only need four points to get that far. So, you know, with with uh, six games left, I'm sure we can get four points out of these six games. I'm sure we can. But, 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 do we, do we play Ottawa? We play Ottawa twice, don't we? <laughs> oh, there you go. There's four. There's, oh, that's rude. Uh, yeah, we play Ottawa <laughs> twice. The next game that the Jets actually play is Monday, the 3rd of May, uh, against Ottawa. So we will be back here in the LZ on the 4th, so that's Tuesday at 11 a.m. Then they play in Calgary, and then they're back home for the rest of the season where they play Ottawa, Vancouver twice, and then finish out the year with a game against Toronto. So, uh, yeah, Ottawa twice, Vancouver twice. Out out of all that, we should end up with at least four points. Um, And uh, to to, to Simon's point, we 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 pretty much locked into the playoffs, even though they don't officially mathematically have that uh, clinched spot yet. Um, uh, all it'll take is two wins to clinch a playoff spot. 
I think we can say uh, fairly that if we don't get those points, we don't deserve to be in the I playoffs. I agree. If you if you don't get if you don't get those points, and even if they lose out the rest of the season, they could potentially still end up in the playoffs because Calgary would have to win all but one game in order to overtake us, right? So, sorry, I leaned very, way back from the mic there, yelling at the microphone, but I I'm just. <laughs> Man, it's it's a crazy finish to this really strange, really odd year. This I call it the asterisk of a season because nothing is the same. No records can count because there isn't enough games played. There's it's yeah, it's it's just a weird weird year and there's lots of crazy stuff happening in uh the in this this uh this league right now. It's off-putting almost to a point. Um, so Montreal beat Winnipeg as we discussed for this entire time. And I think that was the only game in our division in action last night. All the other games happened. There's a bunch of the night before. Um, so tonight games in our division to look for. I know Montreal is playing uh, at home again, hosting Ottawa and Toronto is going to see Vancouver come to town. Was there anything else Canadian? Oh, yeah, look at that. Uh, Calgary will be <clears throat> visiting Edmonton for another Battle of Alberta game. And uh, we'll we'll see what happens. We don't play again till the third. It's, it's getting crunch time, guys. But uh, final thoughts on anything. Uh, who's the best team in the league, in your opinion? I know we can, all, we can all just go by the stats, but who's the hottest team right now? Kerry go first. Never mind. He's... Stro- had a stroke or something there, um, so we'll we'll jump to Keith. Keith, go ahead. I'm gonna have to go with the Washington Capitals. Okay. Yeah, they're my pick right now. You know, and in their last ten, going seven two and one, that's pretty pretty impressive. <clears throat> Excuse me, especially with the the tail end of the season here. So I'm gonna stick with them. How about you, Zoner? I like the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, they've been on a tear pretty much since the big season began. Um, they they're just in. I, I actually got a chance to watch a game of them a week ago, and it was almost frightening with it's the intensity they play with and the speed and the size they've got. They they were definitely built for the playoffs. They're they're in playoff mode all year round. They're just mowing people yeah, down. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, and, and Kerry Bukowski just fired into the chat here. The Jets are the best team in the league. Prove me wrong. I have a list of statistics, <laughs> sir, that can do that. Uh, but uh, you also just popped back in so we can actually see your face again. Oh. So there you are. Uh, We're the best team in the league. No other team has Matthew Perot. Oh, Frenchie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, French the most handsome man in yeah, hockey. Oh, well, there's, there's an entire thread on reddit about who's the hottest but anyway oh, yeah really? I mean, you got to get on there they're 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 insatiable those reddit people and uh the discord is worse uh <laughs> but uh carrie bilkowski also said uh we have 100 percent more perot than anyone else i think that's a great quote so uh that was that was just you threw that in the chat because you thought we couldn't see you at that point that is but correct. uh thank you uh very much uh keith, we got keith we got zoner yeah, we got you, and then I, I think Tampa Bay's looking really dangerous right now. Four game winning streak. They're they're going to be a hard team to beat, and they're hard to play in the playoffs as well. They're they're they've got depth, they've got experience. I think that they're going to be uh, they're going to be they're going to be a, a 
a hard team to play against. Although you can't discount the Vegas Golden Knights 9-1-0 in their last 10, and their last game they played was their loss. So they went nine games prior to that without a loss. It's, uh... Yeah. Mark, the last few shows that I've done with you, Vegas has been 9-1-0 in the last yeah. 10. So... <laughs> so that's been over a couple of weeks but they now, keep, yeah. right? Like 9-1-0, 9-1-0. It's yeah, they'll insane. win one, They're... and then they'll, they'll, they'll be winning, and they'll have a loss, and it'll work its way through the the, the, the last 10 until it works out the other way, and then they lose one on the other end. So they're just keeping it 9-1-0. So they're they're insane right now. It's crazy. Keep Maintaining that kind of hockey is tough. But uh, that's it. That's all we got time for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Carrie Bilkowski, I want to thank you so much. Sorry for the technical difficulties we suffered early. Having two guests on the show is like having seven times the number of problems for some reason on my end. Ooh, sorry. I'm we're again, we're not professionals. We're just a bunch of guys trying to fill the void, you know, that we love talking sports in Winnipeg. And so Carrie, thank you for being here. Zoner, as always, thank you for being here. Keith, you're always here, so whatever. We'll see you next time. Uh <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me, boys. I really appreciate it. Right on. Uh so for uh all of us here and our sponsor, uh Aquatech Pool Spa and Bath. We want to say thank you very much, and we will see you next time in the LZ.